afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your life coach, your guide on the side. Little Ethel Merman coming out of me. Top of the afternoon to you. Now it's Scottish. That was my Scottish. Now do uh, New comb- Jersey. Combine yeah. the two. Oh, yeah. Or you New Jersey. I, I can't. You know what's funny, though? I've been working the Spanish language for the last week. Don't want to brag, but uh, I'm, I tend to be fluent. <laughs> I use the word tend to be because it depends on what we're talking about. Because I served a mission for the LDS Church, I'm supposed to be fluent in Spanish now. But I had some friends come from Mexico to visit, and guess what? Couldn't even hardly talk to them. You've forgotten all the Spanish you learned? It's probably the dialect, too. I think I've uh, olvidado. I have forgotten. See, I can't remember words. I, in fact, I'm sure there were some words I never learned. So now I'm no longer fluent. I were, I learned some words I should not have learned from all the people in the streets. Yeah, yeah. You that's gotta, always bad. You got to let that stuff go. I'm trying uh, to. What do you call somebody that's semi-fluent? Um, gringo. Um, I'm higher than gringo. You're higher than gringo? Uh-huh. We're going to make like a level. So we got gringo. Gringo is kind of the lowest. Pro gringo. Pro gringo. <laughs> gringo pro. Gringo pro. Okay. Yeah, ging- gringo pro. Gingle, Pringle. Uh, how about um, four years of studying in a public school? Spanish? Okay, yeah. That's the middle tier. That didn't do anything for me, honestly. Didn't it? I didn't learn. Oh, it's so disappointing. Anyway, it's frustrating. But I can't juggle everything I've got to do in my life, which is our topic of our show today. Juggling. Hustling. Hustling. Juggling. Hustle and bustle. When you guys think of the hustle and bustle, what do you think of? Well, I thought of a dance. When you're talking about... Uh, hustling, I, I, that's all I can think about is the dance. Yeah, wrong. It's not a dance. No. What? It's life. Wow. I'm hustling around. I hustle all day long. No, because that visual is very difficult. You know, like just imagine trying to juggle while doing the hustle. That is incredibly difficult. That is my life. Well, what is a bustle? Wow. Is a bustle like a your bustle. bum? Move your bum. Go. No. Let's go. Bustle? No. Hustle your bustle. My mom always, yeah, I don't always mean, said no. that to me. I, I, think she was, I think she was just being mean. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. It makes sense. Hustle and bustle. I don't know. Look that up. Somebody look that up. Okay. Maddie, look that up. Bustle. But you know what it is? We all have to keep your job, right? But you have to keep your family Hmm. and you keep your health. By the way, not to get mad, plantar fasciitis, it's back. It came, same foot or other foot? Same foot. Just spent $50 in um, orthotics. Yeah. That's pesky. No. I could get it. I know. It totally is. I could go get a shot, another shot, but that's just, you know, that's not fixing the problem. So best thing I bought, by the way, a $6 ball that has little spikes on it that you rub on your foot and it makes it feel Mm, yummy. That sounds great. I think that's what bustle is. Bustle is when you rub that ball on your foot. You know, probably a good solution to that is amputation. That's probably the say, Just go buy a chainsaw. Seriously, in the 20s. A little bit cheaper than 50 bucks. In the 20s, that was probably the answer. Yeah, Yeah, probably. We're not in the 20s anymore. Yeah, the unfortunately, 1920s, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, we are. Um, we're I, so I'm fixing it, but so I have to juggle that. I have to get my foot healthy. Have to get to the kids. This has been the craziest thing. Saturday, I had three, two new workshops, uh, a radio show thing. I had to do some video shooting, 
and I had a keynote address. Five things on a Saturday. Wow. That's when I'm supposed to see my family. So how on earth am I supposed to hustle and keep making life happen and juggle all these other things? That's today's topic. Hustle and juggle. And it ain't, it ain't easy, is it? It ain't easy. No. Is it, on Sundays, is it kind of more quiet or is your weekend no. just crazy? Well, Always. No, it wasn't. Because it wasn't. It should have been quieter. Actually, yesterday afternoon was pretty quiet. Yeah. But I, that's when I put – that's when I rubbed a freezing cold ice Coca-Cola bottle on my foot. Mm. I hear that helps a lot too, oh, it's freezing heaven. cold it's, ice. Well, and more importantly, you've got to drink the beverage because you put – you don't want to put – you don't want to put a drink in the freezer. It will explode. So I had to put water in it. You don't want a carbonated beverage. So I had to drink the beverage. You thought this through. Then I had to put water in it. I iced it up and then I rubbed it on my foot. And then uh-huh. amazingly, it heats up and then it turns to water. And that's a great excuse too. Uh-huh. It's like, hey, put down that soda. Uh, right. it's, it's for my foot. I have it. to drink it. I know. See, and I love that accent. <laughs> that accent was great. I Keep that one in the that banks. That was New Jersey. Yep. <laughs> that was really a kind of a New Jersey accent. But you've been doing some research for us. I have. Because this is, this is a big deal. This got Matt uh-huh. Lauer in trouble because he asked the CEO of what company? Pepsi. No, was it Pepsi that he asked? Oh, no. It was the CEO of Hewlett Packard. Somebody. I can't remember. We're going to do the research. Yeah. Hey, so, you know, can but you But I'm be, talking about Pepsi. I know, but can you be a topic. good CEO and a good mother? Um, that's the dilemma. Boom. So Indra Nuyi, the PepsiCo CEO, yeah. um, she has really interesting insight. By um, the way, she, I felt bad because I just used, I said Coca-Cola. I could have just as easily have used the Pepsi-Cola bottle. I thought you said Pepsi. Did oh, you used Coca-Cola yeah. Diet Coke. Well, that's all right. But, you know, I, now now that I know that yeah, we're doing this story, do I'll Pepsi, use Pepsi, all right? Yeah. <laughs> So it was GM, by the way, GM CEO, Matt Lauer got in uh, trouble because okay. he asked her a question. Can you be a good mom and a good CEO? And everyone thought that was sexist. Well, her response is quite the opposite. It's pretty interesting. Um, and she opens it up with a whole milk story where she first got offered the job on the board of directors and CEO. She's running home to tell her family she's really excited. And she's getting home at 10 o'clock. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. So it's, it's late hustle night. Hustle and bustle. Right and then the husband got home at eight and, uh, you know, she asks him, did you get the milk? He's like, no, I was tired. And then her mom was there, you know, trying to help out with the kids and everything. And um, basically her mom's like, you need to go get the milk. So go back out and get it, you know, as a mom would say to her daughter. And she's like, I have really cool news to tell you. Can I tell you? And she's like, no, go get the milk. <laughs> so she goes and gets the milk and comes back. And this is a funny quote from uh, her and her mom, a little interaction I want to read. And she's mad that she had to go get the milk, oh, you yeah. know, because she's an important person and she... Indra says, I had great news for you. I've been, just been told I'm going to be the president on the board of directors, and all that you want me to do is go out and get the milk? What kind of mom are you? <laughs> and so her mom responds and says, let me explain something to you. You might be the president of PepsiCo. You might be on the board of directors. But when you enter this house, you're the wife, you're the daughter, you're the daughter-in-law, you're the mother. You're all of that. Nobody else can take that place. So leave that crown in the garage and don't bring it into the house. Wow. And I was, I read that, and she, yeah. By the way, that, that is the mother impressive. that creates one of the first, I'm sure, female CEOs in the bottling industry yeah, of like, such a huge organization. That's a tough mama. Yeah. But yeah, so it was Mary Barra, who was GM's new leader, new president, and probably chairman, CEO, that was asked that by Matt Lauer. But then here's Indra Nuyi, uh-huh. who's saying, you know, and she goes on for like, and what does she say? So what's her? You can do both. Well, or does she, or can you? It's, she says every day you have a decision to be a wife, 
uh, first off, a wife or, or a mother to your husband. Yeah. So that's a dilemma you have in itself. Oh, yeah. Do, can I be a mom to my kids or should I pay more attention to my spouse because he also needs me? And it, be, it becomes even deeper when you compare that to your job oh, because yeah. being a mother in itself is a full-time job. Yeah. So yeah. says she, and I assume so. I mean, you yeah. guys well, have think wives of, well, think of who, the, with uh, kids. Well, then you've got to decide, do you want your children to have calcium? And yeah. you don't even remember or, this. Or Diet Coke. Well, it's see, cheaper. But there, okay, here's a little trivia for you, and I'm sure Sean will be able to answer this. There was a show where the female star, one of the female leads of the show, of the of the show, loved to have Pepsi and milk mixed together. Okay, no joke. In Chile, they gave babies in their bottles little Coke, like samples oh, yeah. of Coke. Well, so it, I guess this, it does a body. Is that good? something? Yeah. All right. No, but so who was that, Sean? Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Who was it? Laverne DeFazio. Do you remember from, from Laverne, Laverne and Shirley. Shirley? Yes. That is gross. No. Milk have have you tried it? No. <laughs> but why? Uh, why Indra K. Indra K. Nuyi, CEO of PepsiCo, didn't just give her kids Pepsi? It's like milk. <laughs> Apparently. Maybe not. No. But uh, it's a fascinating thing. So look at this great dilemma that's starting to happen. And I think this is an important question. Can you you manage? The hustle and the juggle is what our guest that we're going to be talking with, Heidi Yarger's going to be joining us from SpitfireMomSociety.com. She will be coming back with us and talking us, maybe walking us through how to handle the hustle and the juggle of life and see what we can learn from all these moms that are out there trying to do it. Tons of moms doing it. And by the way, everything we can learn from the moms, I think, will also equally help the dads. So if you're having a hard time managing everything, the family, the kids, picking up the milk, and being the CEO of a major Fortune 100 company, boy, maybe they're not even 100 anymore, this is the show for you. We're talking the hustle and juggle of life, busy parenting. This is the Matt Townsend Show. If you'd like to get in on it, give us a call, 1-855-CHAT-BYU, 1-855-CHAT-BYU. Or tweet us at BYU Radio, or again, look us up on Matt Townsend's Facebook page. We'll take your questions. We'll be back right after this break. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we are talking about busy parenting. Have you ever just been overwhelmed, unable to do it all? You have to miss one of your kids' games, and oh, it just destroys you because good parents don't do that, right? The hustle of life, the juggle of life, that is today's topic. How do we do the hustle and the juggle? How do we make sure it all gets done, and who better to help us with this then a blogger, uh, Mommy uh, Heidi Yarger's her name. She is from uh, the website Spitfire Mom Society or SpitfireGirlsDesign.com. What she does is basically this. With 20 years of experience in branding, identity, packaging, web design, Spitfire Girl and her team bring their inspired vision of uh, an expertise to create dynamic solutions for you know lifestyle brands such as Style Me Pretty, Ruffled, Momental, uh, Momental, Momental. That sounds wrong. Designs and women to women. Now, what she does is basically this: 
she has also put together a group of moms that can that get together and they ask idea and and try to get each other's ideas and they share it in what she calls Spitfire Mom Society dot com. Heidi Yarger, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Hi, Matt. Thank you so much. So good to have you here. This uh, thank you. This uh, <laughs> juggling and hustling is a big deal. And I, we, you know, yours is more, I guess, focused on what the moms are learning, how they're trying to get through this life that way. Um, teach us. T- talk about the hustle. What is the hustle? Talk about the juggle. Just get us started. <laughs> well, basically, Spitfire Mom is a website that I created with my copywriter friend, Julie Schumacher, um, about a year ago, where we realized we knew so many creative, talented women who were also mothers and entrepreneurs, and they were kind of killing it at both. And we wanted a way to celebrate them. So we created a biweekly feature on my previous site, SpitfireGirlDesign.com, basically to celebrate them. And that became the Spitfire Mom Society. From that, we featured about 30 moms over the course of a year. and And the feedback had been amazing. And the women that we featured were starting to collaborate with each other. And I realized that the that we needed something bigger. We right. needed a place to have a full conversation, which is where the website came to be. And in terms of juggle and hustle, that's entirely what our site is about. It's about the juggle of being a parent and being a creative and a mom and a partner, but also, you know, the hustle of being an entrepreneur and meeting the needs of your clients and of your kids and trying to prioritize everything and trying to get it done. Because you've worked for big names like Old Navy, Gap, Target. Mm-hmm. You've done design for them. So you've already kind of been in the hustle of it all, and yet you're still raising a family, you know, trying to stay in your partnership. <laughs> I mean, life's that's that seems like the juggle. And, like, I don't know if you heard our um, discussion about the CEO of PepsiCo that came out. Mm-hmm. Did, did you read all about that? And then also the big GM situation that went down with Matt Lauer. I haven't heard about the Matt Lauer. I was just on vacation, so forgive me for not wow. hearing all of this. Heidi. <laughs> that was that, that was part of the uh, the, the work life balance. Yeah, you were trying, trying to balance. To, yeah, <laughs> trying to balance it. But um, I am definitely familiar with um, you know the Anne Marie Slaughter um, article last year, where saying that basically it's you know it's hard for women to have it all, and and I feel very torn about that. I, I definitely think that I don't want to say you can have it all, but you can definitely um, you can definitely do as much as you can. I think you just have to be comfortable, like multitasking in general. I think women and mothers, particularly if you're an entrepreneur, you have to be a good multitasker. I mean, right. owning a business is a baby unto itself. And then, you know, like you were saying, like, you know, going to your kid's soccer game and, you know, having dinner with your husband or your partner and all of that, that, that takes prior, prioritizing and multitasking. Um, it's, so I think, it it just seems like what, one of the things I think about it is um, like I am a horrible – I'm probably pretty good at multitasking, I guess, but I'm really horrible at organizing and okay. planning. And so I sit there and think as a dad, ah, geez. So unless I have an assistant, which I happen to have one, but not everybody has an assistant, but having an assistant that can lead your life and make your decisions, it, it might give me a better shot of being able to have it all. So what, right. do, what do the rest of the people do that don't have somebody that can make your life so nice and neat? What are some multitasking tools? Well, I, there's, I mean, there's a lot of technology tools that, that parents can use um, online. And, you know, obviously the good old-fashioned uh, planner is always a good idea. Yeah. 
sitting down, you know, one thing I've started to really try and do with, with our family is just sitting down on Sunday night and actually going, okay, what's your schedule for the week? All right. Okay. I have to bring my, I have to bring our son to preschool, but you're going to take him the rest of the week so that I know I can balance the rest of, you know, making phone calls or prepping for this, you know, this call today. And, and, and also, you know, asking for help. And I know that that's one thing that mothers in particular have a really hard time doing, but it's so important because it's not a joke when they say it really does take a village to raise oh, yeah. a child. <laughs> and that, that seems, in, in a way, you know, I guess that used to be, oh, how crazy. Why? You're home all day and you have your apron on and dinner should be ready <laughs> right when he arrives. But the, the, the new world is we're all kind of winging it. And uh, it's going to take multiple incomes to, to, at some level. It's going to take multiple, at least, activity. Everyone's got to be involved now to get these families to work in a healthy way. And sometimes that might even involve our in-laws or grandparents or friends, neighbors, nannies whatever. Or... Yeah, nannies, <laughs> if you got it. Uh, that's It's funny because like, we're starting a new football season, which I have tried everything I can in my life to talk my boys out of not playing football. Okay. Not and it's horrible parenting, but I'm just like, no, nah, come on, come on, just. I, I would, I will definitely be doing the same thing. Oh. I'm not a sports person, so there's no guilt or judgment oh. on my end. Okay, good. And it's the problem with it is it's expensive, but then it's every day. And but what's funny about my wife, and she's the one that takes the, on the burden of it, but she'll go to the very first meeting, and. It, she'll be there forever, and it drives me crazy. Why do you need to be there forever? But by the time she'll get back to the car, uh, the sweaty, stinky car filled with little football players, she'll have the entire uh, carpool schedule for the next three weeks ready. That's impressive. And I'm like, okay, that's what you're doing. Now I get what you're doing. You're working yeah. the system. And I guess part of it, it's that. You've got to be willing to ask for help, to yeah. try to, to network maybe a little bit more. And also, I think knowing what your strengths are and what you're not good at, yeah. trying trying to reach out and get help on the things that you're not good at. And also, I think in terms of multitasking, you know, and going back to your question of like, can women have it all? And and you know, that whole larger topic. Um, you know, I think you you have to realize that when you do multitask, you have to recognize that the quality of what you're working on can vary greatly. Like right. you, you know, you may be great at delegating, but consistently lose your keys. As I point fingers to myself every day, <laughs> yeah. I'm consistently losing my keys. My husband thinks I'm crazy, but you know, again, it's you're juggling and hustling. Yeah, well, and I guess if that's the norm. And maybe some of this means we have to, I mean, we always kind of get the argument, well, you just need to say no, and you just need to do less. And yet, it's really hard. And so uh, I I love the idea. Know know that quality can suffer, and maybe where, if quality has to suffer, sometimes maybe let it suffer in your loss of keys. Maybe let it suffer in some <laughs> other task. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. You have, yeah, you have to pick pick what your priorities are yeah. and focus on the strengths that you're best at, and the rest will kind of level itself out. At least that's what I tell myself. Well, and, and I, I think it's it's probably good. It's good psychology, too, is all of us are just, whether the hustle and juggling is because you're trying to go build a huge career or whether the hustle and juggling is just you're trying to stay alive financially. <laughs> and it's, that's both. <laughs> it's exactly right. And it's sometimes it's, yeah. it, they're both what we, it's just what we've chosen to do. So if, if we've chosen to be where we are, let's make it the best we possibly can. That You had a really interesting point, though, about know your strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. That seems to be somewhere maybe where a lot of us are clueless. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or at least we're in denial. Well, and I 
and also too, you know, we we want we want obviously to think that we are the best at everything, yeah. bravado and human nature. But I know for myself, I learned early on when I was running my business that I am horrible at doing my books. Like mm. I just I don't enjoy it. I don't. Not, I mean, I'm a creative person, yeah. so like, you know, I, I would spend all of my time like trying to make you know, the, the document look pretty instead of actually focusing on getting the numbers right. Yep. It sounds ridiculous, but I know so many creative people that are like this. <laughs> and what I learned early on was I suck at numbers. I'm going to hire somebody because time is money and it's easier for me. Yeah, like, sure. I'm better making money doing the things that I'm really good at instead of trying to, you know, learn how to code or learn. Like, I really am a big believer. And if you can, bring in the people yeah outsource it are outsource yeah outsourcing in the best way possible to make yourself stronger because you oh, know the more so true. you are as a person because you have time to de- dedicate to your family or to your business or yeah. to both um you know things are just going to work a lot smoother well and even that can be super valuable you can outsource some of your home stuff you can outsource the lawn you can outsource yep. your clothes your your somebody come clean every once in a while i mean that's what's um but again, then we get into this mommy guilt, don't we? <laughs> you know, the whole mommy guilt, that's, a, that's an interesting topic because I know it's obviously pervades everything in, in, in mother's world. I mean, we, we feel it from society. We feel it from other moms. You know, there's a, it, it comes from everywhere. I personally, and this, I, I'm, I'm in a position where I have a, a great home office. I have um, a seven-month-old daughter who is here with me but I have a nanny part-time. So yeah. I'm, I'm lucky I'm able to see her um, when I, you know, when I can. So I don't, and I, I started working very soon after she was born and similar with my son. I felt guilty, but more because I felt like I was supposed to feel guilty. Sure. Oh, interesting. It's like a forced <laughs> societal guilt. It's not even based in your reality. It's just I mean, compelled you know, upon you. I'm not going to lie and say that I never feel mom because, of course, like I do. I would sure. like, you know, like to be more more available to do, you know, mommy and me type classes and all like that. But the reality is, I have to work, yeah. you know, to pay for the things that we have in our life or to contribute. And and I also love what I do. And so I think that that's, you know, that's something on Spitfire Mom that we really try to highlight is just, you know, for women to feel comfortable in their choices and, and you know, for the women, for example, you know, kind of our focus is moms who have their own businesses. So that's, like I said, a business, yeah. a bi- business, the baby unto itself and is very demanding of your time. Yeah. And so you have to work at night and you have to work in the morning and, you know, you have to hustle. Yeah. So, well, I you know what, Heidi, we love it. And. Let's take a break. I wanted to get back again. Heidi Yarger is talking to us. She's from SpitfireMomSociety.com, which is a mom site that's here to help you deal with the hustle and the juggle of life. She also has her other uh, website, SpitfireGirlsDesign.com, which is her business design designing kind of firm. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue discussing busy parenting lives, you know, how we manage it, how we work and parent. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. 
Hey, today we're talking about hustling and juggling. Do you feel like you're doing everything you can to keep your life together? You're hustling to make the money. You're juggling your family, your health, even your everything about your life. You're just trying to keep all those balls up in the air. Well, today we've got an expert who's teaching us how to uh, maybe hustle a little better, juggle a little smarter. Her name, of course, Heidi Yarger, and she comes to us from the website SpitfireMomSociety.com. SpitfireMomSociety.com. She used to have a website called, she still does, by the way, SpitfireGirlDesign.com. She, you know, was working a lot with these big organizations, Old Navy, Gap, Target, helping them do some of their uh, design work. And, uh, you know, started some conversations with women about how hard it is to keep everything working, all the balls up in the air. So she decided to put together this other website, SpitfireMomSociety.com. But here's some cool things about our guest, Heidi Yarger. Was born in the Netherlands, but grew up in Vermont, mildly addicted to chai lattes. Mm. And here's something that's interesting, is 15.5 inches shorter than her husband. By the way, her husband's eight foot two inches tall. So you do the math. Uh, Heidi Yarger, welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Hi, Matt. Thank you. How tall is your husband, really? He's six four. Mercy. <laughs> wow. When I, when I when I met him, I actually it was so mean to him. I said, you know, I normally only date men that are six feet tall or under. Ah. <laughs> he looked at me he's like seriously. Yeah. Like, yeah, it hurts my neck. Well, do you carry around like a little bucket? To stand no, on? I've got I've gotten used to the neck pain and so Did you? he has to bend over. I have to. I'm going to bet he played pro basketball in in, oh. in Istanbul, Turkey. <laughs> I'm sure he would have loved that, but he did not. No, he didn't. You he lived there though neck. once, huh? I did. I lived there um, in '94 and '95. It was an amazing experience. Look at you! You're all <laughs> over the place. That's why you're the queen of the hustle and the juggle. I'm trying. Now, your site, is it's dedicated, you know, to moms, but there's a lot I know that dads, I mean, working moms are one thing, but working dads as well. Now we're all kind of trying to juggle it. The site applies to men as well, doesn't it? Some of the lessons, the learning. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's a lot of universal lessons. It's obviously definitely geared a lot towards women. Yeah. Um, I've noticed know. there's a lot of pastels. You are not the first person to comment on that. I do have a love of peach. But you know what? Oh, you know what? I love a good peach, too. Um, but I think you're talking about colors. So talk about talk about kind of what dads, you know, what are you learning for moms and that also some of the things that apply for dads? Well, I think, you know, you were talking about the, the mom guilt, and I think that obviously that's pretty pervasive in, 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 with women in general, but moms in particular. Yeah. Um, so I think in terms of dads, it's harder for me to, to speak about dads per se, obviously, but since I'm a woman and not a man. But I, I do think that, you know, things are definitely changing. I have um, friends whose husbands, you know, are either they work from home and so they're able to um, you know, help, help, help in a less traditional, I guess, way of raising a child. Yeah. And that's really exciting to, to, to see. Um, and I think, you know, thank, thankfully things are changing in the, the, you know, the dynamic of kind of work-life balance. And I know that, um, uh, what is her name? I'm so sorry. I forgot her name. Anne-Marie Slaughter talked about this, about how and also Cheryl Sandberg, like how she's able to kind of tackle it all is because she has a husband that helps her. Right. I don't know 
I think that that's coming up. It's definitely, we're definitely not there yet in terms of being, things being 50-50 and whether right. or not they ever will be, you know, is far for me to, to know. But, but I, I think that things are changing and I think men are definitely contributing more and, um, you know, kind of moving away, hopefully from that less, like I am the sole provider. Yeah. Because- and I do this one role and you do, I do the outside the house and you do the inside the house. Yeah. It's, it's, it is, is so changing. Cool. <laughs> well, it seems like, but and I think there's there's this abundance of guilt to go around, right? I mean, because it, it's it seems like it's still not even. Uh, I don't know. It might be difficult for some men to be the stay at home dad, to be the one that because society again would be saying, you know, you really should be out there making the money and doing this. And but it really what it comes down to is it seems like as a partnership we need to just be talking and figuring out how we're going to make this work together. Mm-hmm. Well, and that goes back to what I was saying, you know, what we've started doing in our family is, you know, just sitting down and Sunday night looking at our schedules and going, okay, like, what's your, what's your week look like? What's my week look like? How can I support you? How can you support me? You know, how, how do we kind of get it all done? And, and working as a partnership is, you know, is really crucial in, in, in that work-life balance that, you know, is not always present in other people's lives. And we're far from perfect at it. Yeah. Well, I, but we're, we're trying. <laughs> well, and I've worked for some of the biggest, like, time management companies around, and I, we all have a hard time managing it. Everybody has a hard time managing it. What are you learning from the moms? I know on your website, SpitfireMomSociety.com, it's where you, you get a, a really good dialogue, kind of a... a, a, a uh, a network of moms talking, sharing their best practices and teaching. What are you learning are some of the tips that moms are using to uh, to kind of manage the busy? Other than the time management and the, some of the planning, are there any other little tricks or things that mothers use to combat all this, you know, stress? Oh, goodness. Well, I think, um, you know, I think some some key things that I've kind of learned from the other moms is one, obviously we're all kind of struggling and we're all trying to figure it out and no one's really figured it out, but you know, some tips beyond, beyond the time management stuff is, you know, trying to take good care of yourself. Like even if it's something as simple as just getting outside, getting some fresh air, going for a walk, even if it's to walk to the store or to pick up your child or whatever, trying to, to give yourself a little bit of um, quality time is really important. Obviously sleep is always uh, at a deficit. I know I'm <laughs> always sleep deprived. I have a small child who's not sleeping very well yet, but um, you know, um, reaching out to your, to your community, um, a, you know, a big thing for me and for a lot of a lot of moms is just and again, why we why we started Spitfire Mom Society is is just having a community of like minded women. And of course, it could be men, too. But, you know, our focus is women um, having a community of like minded women who, you know, you can support and collaborate and commiserate with. And, mm-hmm. and I think the commiseration is is, is is also a key to to um, our conversation is that, you know, it's not all roses. Like, no. you know, some, some of the moms have had postpartum depression. Some, you know, some of, some of them are dealing, um, are in the sandwich generation where they're taking care of, you know, their parents and their, their young child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being honest about that is really important, too. I think that that helps um, take a little bit of the load off when you don't feel like it's only you. Uh, you know, I, and I so, 
Uh, I so revere that because, again, and maybe it's, I don't know, but there is some research behind the fact that a lot of times men aren't the ones that are going to go looking for help, asking for help. And some of that's stereotypical, but some of it is pretty good research. And part of it, I just sit there and I look at, oh, what a great idea to have a network of like-minded people where you could go and talk through, how are you able to get it all done? How do you get over... You know, your fear, your inadequacies, maybe as a guy, to not be able to provide as well as you'd like to or to not come home and know what to do when you get home or when you do what you're supposed to when they tell you what to do and you don't do it right. And you didn't even know there was a right way to do it because it was just loading a dishwasher. So, so, I mean, it's I think it's really powerful to have a a place to go and just share and open Thank up and, and learn. And I mean, to me, that's one of the neat things too, is best practices. This isn't, this isn't rocket science. There's just little things we're all figuring out. That's one of the reasons we do the show so that we can share some of these best practices. So we don't have to reinvent the wheel every day. Right. Right. Time management. Why, why, why do something over and over again? You Seriously. Know? And, and again, too, I mean, yours would even be interesting too, as, as, because there's so many products you can buy. There's so many things you can do where, you know, it'd be good to just say, you know, I tried to use that, but that didn't work for me. This might work better. Anyway, it's um, I think it's greatly needed. I really do. What uh, what are you learning just as your own mommy with your little seven month old? I mean, that's got to be an eye opener. <laughs> well, I have a four year old. Oh, you do, too. too. So. OK, yeah. Yeah. So I, so you knew I, you knew what was coming. Right, right. And ironically, I was talking with a mother. Um, I was waiting for coffee this morning, and I was had my daughter with me, and we were just immediately. The conversation I've had with so many mothers that have had a second child is how much, even though it's more stressful to have a second child because obviously you now have two of everything, yeah, and yeah. varying ages, and um, you know I have a boy and a girl, and there's that whole thing. But um, I think you're. I, I'm at least so much more comfortable as a parent now. I, you know, I, there's that neuroses of new parenthood. Yeah, for you've got that figured out. You're not going right. to break them. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And I, I'm enjoying this, this, um, this time more because I'm more comfortable in my own skin and my husband is as well. And our son has been really, thankfully, really awesome and excited to have a baby sister. So that's been really helpful. What, what is big? Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking big sis has got to love having a real baby around the house to play with. Well, I have a son who's older, and now he has a baby sister. Too. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I, I thought it was the other way around. <laughs> I would well, love two girls, but I, I didn't, didn't come yeah, down the yeah, curves that way. Yeah, beggars can't be choosers. Um, <laughs> so let's do this. We're going to take a break, Heidi. I want to come back and, um, you know, just have you keep teaching us. What are some tips when we come back about, you know, more about taking care of ourselves and, I don't know, making sure family makes it to the top in the midst of this crazy, crazy hustle of life. Again, we are talking with Heidi Yarger uh, from the website SpitfireMomSociety.com. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM, 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. You feel like you're just trying to stay above water. You're doing everything you can to just stay afloat. 
That is called Some Busy Parenting. And today on the show, we are talking with our wonderful guest, Heidi Yarger, from the website SpitfireMomSociety.com. SpitfireMomSociety.com. And Heidi, you know, she's done it all. She's big-time, you know, designer, um, packaging, branding, identity expert, and web designer. And it has a website called SpitfireGirlDesign.com, where she was working with big, large, you know, kind of kid-friendly organizations, Women to Women, Old Navy, Gap, Target, Leapfrog, some pretty large organizations. And that was, you know, what that was her job, basically. That's how she was earning the money. And then on the side, she started a society, just a group, a a blog, a dialogue with kind of like-minded women out there in the workplace who are trying to stay afloat and, and, you know, magnify their life and their family and their partnerships. And uh, she put together this other website, SpitfireMomSociety.com. She also, just so you know, if we want to be totally, uh, you know, honest, she's done cartwheels on the White House lawn before. Uh, right before, uh, you know, Secret Service got to her. And um, she uh, did not go to formal design school. She learned all of this on the job. Just a little fun uh, ditty for you. Again, Heidi Yarger, welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Heidi, are you there? Oh, we lost Heidi. I'm sure what happened is she had to I'm go. Here, I'm oh, here. there you are, Heidi. Sorry. No, I found you. That's all right. No, you had to go take the laundry out. I understand. <laughs> I was juggling and hustling. I heard everything you said. You? Thank you so much you for, the, for the uh, nice intro. <laughs> you were just sprinting across the room. <laughs> That's much, all right. Yeah. Yep. I understand. So, <laughs> Heidi, here is the, here's a crazy um, thing. Now, I'm going to throw a curve at you. Can you – we know it's hard to juggle mom and, and work, and, but at some point, and you mentioned this earlier, we also have to take time for ourselves. So when – like, how do you do it? How do you get – not just, I guess, physically healthy, but how do you have time to meditate? How do you have time to read a book? Where do you find that time? Sure. Um, Well, I will be completely transparent in saying that I have probably not read a book that doesn't involve something about parenting since my (laughs) son was born. I will be totally... Yeah, no, that's... I used to read books. Sure. I used to look at magazines. You used to be book smart. We understand. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Now I'm just like blog smart. Yeah, that's right. Um, Now you are. So that part of it I'm not that great at, but um, I will say that for myself personally, and I was literally just saying this to a woman um, a couple of weeks ago, I was at a creative event here in Denver, and there were all sorts of like-minded, you know, creative men and women there. And, and I was saying to a woman who was also a mom, I said, you know, I feel like I'm finally alive after, you know, we had just moved last year, and then I had a baby, and now I'm kind of coming out of that first you know, six months turmoil of having a baby. Right. And I feel like now is the time that I'm actually getting to do things again. So, so with that, you know, for myself personally, I'm, I'm trying, I got into to weaving, which is like my old lady craft. Really? So I'm really into that. Yeah. I'm like, really into that right like now. Weaving, and I try to do that on the, weaving with like a loom. Yeah, exactly. You have a loom. It's a small loom. It's a tiny loom. It's a tiny loom. It's a little loom. It's a little loom. Is it? Um, I, get to, I get to bring all my my favorite peach and pink colors in there. Oh, so that's beautiful. That's, so well, that's been kind of my medi- creative meditation that I've been trying. Oh, that's to great. Do. What what is the fruit of your loom? What do you the make? Fruit? Oh well, I've only made one, and I'm just finishing it right now. It's just like a little wall hanging. Beautiful. <laughs> wow. I See, used to do before I had children. I used to print make, and you know, I used to do a lot of 
crafty, artsy things yeah. uh, that did not involve being on the computer. And in the, I, I kind of miss that. I really don't have a lot of time to do that anymore, but this has been my new, my new passion. That is so, so great. I can actually, I mean, a womb is a, a womb, a, a loom. A, a womb is different than a loom. But the loom, that seems like such an actually relaxing thing to me. This, this idea that you're, you're just kind of, uh, you know, weaving. It seems That's very nice. relaxing. It's very relaxing, and it's it's nice because I can do it at home. And yeah. we just we just watched all of uh, my husband binge watched all of Breaking the season of you know all five seasons of Breaking Bad. So I oh, yeah. kind of watched that while you know I look down at the at the loom at the really <laughs> scary parts and just and, and that's avoid been nice the... for me to bring in uh, bring in some creativity with yeah. my hands versus just being on the computer. That's great. Sean O'Neill, our executive producer, has something to say here. I just wanted to make sure that Matt knows that the, a womb and a loom produce. Two totally different things. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, one is relaxing and one not so. Yeah. And one is absolutely not relaxing. Yes. That's right. And one is priceless. One produces exactly. a priceless fruit of the loom. Hey, um, talk about just with us as we, we only have a few more minutes really as we're wrapping this up. Uh, the It seems like a lot of times we talked about it earlier, just the expectations of society um, make it so – we kind of expect people to to either stay home and be a quote air quote good mom or go to work and really then show your talents and magnify yourself and but um what what can we do what can moms do to to so we don't keep perpetuating the guilt of whether you're going to stay home or go work or whether you have to work for your living or just work for your passion how do we quit pushing the guilt and and some of that? Well, that's a big topic. I know. Um, <laughs> I'll try and answer it as best as I can. I mean, I think you know, there's the guilt that you you put on yourself. So, yeah. you know, it's like, am I doing enough? Um, you know, my to do list is is you know fifty fifty items long for one day. Okay, well then maybe be a little bit more realistic and only create uh, you know things. I think I saw you used to work for Franklin Covey. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. So, so I, that's one thing I've learned from, from the, um, the work I've done uh, using their system is, you know, pick the top three things and then some supplemental stuff that you can actually get done. Right. So, so try, try and not be so hard on yourself. That's, that's part of the mom guilt. I know I do that to myself all the time and I have to constantly check, check myself. Um, you know, I, I think also to not everyone might agree with me, but I think a you know surround well surrounding yourself with people that are like minded and support you and your decisions um, as a mom, whether or not you work from home or um, you know your work at home mom, you uh, home is your work or you know you work outside of the outside of the house. However, you contribute to your family, right? Uh, you know, being around people that support you for that um, is important, um, and obviously asking for help. But in terms of the guilt, I think also, too, like, for me, I've developed a little bit of a thick skin, and I kind of feel like, well, you know, if you don't support my choices, too bad. That's right. That's kind of what I've seen, too, is once you once you know it's working and you're healthy, yeah. it's easier to make the argument, like, get off my back. It's working. And it almost gives you confidence. It's Sometimes it's maybe in the in-between when you're trying to dial it in in the right way. Uh, you You don't have the confidence to just say it. And, do, right, you know, exactly. and, yeah. So it also it just everybody needs to quit judging anyway. It's not their life uh, anyway. 
Exactly. Exactly. I feel like I never want to judge a parent for how they, I mean, obviously, you know, if they're not, they're, they're not being abused, they're being right. abused. Right. That's a whole other topic. But, you know, how someone h- handles a conflict within their family, it's like, you don't know what they're going through or, um, you know, how, how they handle it. And just, I think people need to kind of also yeah. focus on themselves and not yeah. always be judging on other, other parents. That's right. Back off. Exactly. And, and why we ask you that, because the name of your site is called Spitfire. Where did that come from? Is that just because you're a Spitfire? Um, a little bit, yeah. It came, it, it was actually a, a term that my, my grandmother um, used to used to call me, like, oh, you're such a Spitfire, and it just kind of stuck, and I am, you know, a very petite person with a big yeah. a big persona, and, and it just kind of stuck, and obviously Spitfire Girl became my, um, wow. my moniker for my design business, and then when we were looking to kind of extend this this conversation that we were having with the moms it Spitfire mom Spitfire mom became like the most obvious yeah my uh my grandma used to call me a pain in the neck (laughs) but i i I never thought of using it for my website but you know i don't know where she got that from pain in the neck dad um well heidi we i really appreciate what you're teaching us and um if you had to just kind of wrap up in we'll give you like one minute what is the key? We call it, what is the, what's the one thing that is the biggest thing to be able to balance the hustle of life and juggling the family? What would you say is the one thing everyone should remember? Even if you've already yourself. said it. Be kind to yourself. Huge. <laughs> Don't beat yourself up. You're doing the yeah. best you can. You're doing the best you can. Beautiful. And everybody needs to back off. Yeah. <laughs> Get off my back. Well, I think that's it, Heidi. I really do. I think be kind. We all could do that. And I guess once we're kind to ourselves, we could also be kind to each other. Exactly. Well, that's it. What else do you need to know from the SpitfireMomSociety.com? You nailed it, Heidi. You nailed it. Thank you. Thank well, you. We appreciate you. And again, you can go, if you if you want to look at some of her design work, go to SpitfireGirlDesign.com. Or go to her website on for moms, SpitfireMomSociety.com. Her name is Heidi Yarger. She's got it all. And, uh, you know, trying to balance it just like the rest of us. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get in deep. More fun stuff. More great guests. More ideas to help you give a leg up in this crazy thing called life. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your coach, your guide on the side. Lately, I've been uh, emphasizing my words S- more s- strongly. That sounds weird. Stronger. You know why? Because somebody made fun of how I said a word once the other day. Who was that? It was very rude. Uh, the word was wheel. Wheel, like the wheels on the bus. How do you normally say wheel? Well, I was in a workshop. I was in a speech. I think I was kind of tired too, because it was the end of the speech. And I said wheel, 
That's how you usually say it. No, it's a wheel. Oh. I said wheel. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you hear that it? That is yep. terrible. It's different. I say wheel. <laughs> no, that's weird. Wheel. <laughs> There's no H in weird, though. Weird. All you did was throw the Utah in there. No, because, they laughed at me. They because, at me. you know, you, you, you want the full mill deal. N- mill deal. <laughs> See, those, those weird, those words don't even, I don't hear that. Don't feel guilty. Don't right? feel guilty. I always say feel. Don't feel guilty. No, you do have that kind of a Utah accent. It's okay. We call it a twang. Well, I think, yep, okay, whatever. Twang! We need a sound effect for twang. Get on that, James. Okay. Okay, (laughs) there it is. So, hey, on today's show, this is what's really cool. We've been talking about the hustle and bustle. I get a little bit guilty about not being at everything for my children. But um, guilt's a weird thing. Yeah, it is. Like, for example, I just witnessed I won't I don't want to talk too much about it. I just witnessed one person trying to ask another person out <laughs> on a date. And the the one that was asking this lovely, wonderful redheaded lady <laughs> out on the date, uh, he he had already asked her out before, and it hurt her she said no. I didn't say no, I just couldn't. Ixnay on the talking about you, A. This is a hypothetical situation. Oh, my heavens. You ruined it. You have got to focus. So anyway, do you not feel guilty for having just totally crushed James and his heart? The hopes and dreams. The hopes and dreams. <laughs> no. I well, I don't I, feel guilty. Maybe. No. Because we've asked you to research guilt. I have, and I have a good ways to deal with it, but... I think, I mean, I... I just saw it right there, like a train wreck right in front of me. I, I, was, I felt guilty that I couldn't go the first time, but I, I'm hoping James feels a little guilty that he hasn't asked me out again. Oh, wow. So there's guilt everywhere. So I'm going to help us get through this, okay, James? I Thank feel you. guilty I even brought it up. Yeah, you should feel guilty. <laughs> okay, so here's how guilt. we're going to get through guilt. We've been talking about mom guilt a lot, but this is extending to... All the kinds of guilt that you feel as a parent, yeah. as a as a I don't worker. think guys feel guilt as much as girls do. No, I think that's true. I think that's totally true. But I think guys feel it to an extent, and they feel it probably in their work a little bit yeah. more, yeah. you know, just different things like that. Okay. Say, okay, first step. Why do you feel guilty? Identify the problem. And You've got to figure out what is generating this guilty feeling. Yes, and you have to look because I'm sure some people say, well, I feel bad that I wasn't able to go to this particular soccer game when in reality the deeper thing that you're feeling guilty about is not being there for your child. Yeah, you're not connecting. So you need to yeah. look at the surface guilt, what I feel guilty about in this very moment, and what that really translates to what I feel guilty about. I think that's true, and I think it's huge because otherwise you just – some people don't think there's a value to guilt. There's a lot of value to guilt. No, guilt I mean, can shift, be really good. Adjust. Uh-huh, exactly. It's time to change something. So look at the deeper problem. Um, like, and- like the deeper problem that you should feel isn't that you didn't go on the date with James. It's that you've crushed a young man's heart. Yeah. You've permanently yeah, sure. maimed him emotionally. Okay, sure. The next thing you need to do is ask yourself if you really did something wrong. That's great. And in this in, in this James and I situation, I couldn't go on the date. So I didn't really 
do anything wrong. Okay, so we call that, we just justify. No, it's not justifying. It's asking yourself, you know, in the given situation, be real with yourself. Did I actually do something incorrect? Yeah, like wrong and based on your value system. Based on your value system, based on what people were expecting of you. Did you let them down? Mm -hmm. Were you supposed to, did you promise something and not deliver? Did you sell a bill of goods? Did you do something wrong? Right. Um, Then the next thing to do is... If you've acknowledged, yes, I did something wrong, or no, maybe I didn't really do something wrong, is to rate the guilt. On the scale from 1 to 10. How important is this? Oh, that's How, important How important is this for me to feel guilty about? Okay, so so you're really not rating the guilt. You're rating the, the, situation, the situation and the guilt that you feel uh-huh. in the situation. You're saying, two, I'm feeling really guilty about yeah. something that's yeah. not that big of a deal. Yeah. So that's the next thing you sure. do. Sure, okay. Is decide, okay, or maybe it's, wow, this was a really big deal. And I feel really guilty and I should feel really guilty because I did something wrong and it was really important. Because if you're feeling guilty about your children, that should probably have a higher rating than, than the dry guilty cleaning. about the dry cleaning. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. The next thing is to accept your feelings. Accept that, okay, I'm feeling guilty about this. I, I'm recognizing that it's not that big of a deal or I'm recognizing it is a really big deal and this is how I'm feeling right now. How, how big of a deal, by the way, 1 to 10, do you feel um, dropping – James on his head. Well, this is Where does that rate? James is a 10. James is, is a 10 in my J- book. What? So, <laughs> so his feelings are, are a 10 for me. Really? But the situation, you just, you, I, I yeah. wasn't able to make it work. So the situation yeah. maybe is only like a 4. Did you hear that, James? You're a 10. Woot. Okay, you be, <laughs> hey, James, she can't hear me. You be getting ready to re-ask her. <laughs> I will. Okay, get it, get it done. Okay. Okay, go are you ahead. ready for the next yes, thing, Matt? Yeah. The next thing to do is make a plan of action. Okay. How to improve, how to apologize, how to, how correct, to correct if the, what you're feeling. If there's correction needed. So, I mean, in the next situation, I might say, okay, I need to next time communicate better with James to set up a different day yeah. that works better. Love it. Or, you know, if it's with your kids, okay, what can I do to make sure my kids feel special if I can't go to every single game? Mm-hmm. What, like, the, hypothetically, um, what are some days... <laughs> that you could go hypothetically with James well, um, out on a date. I think I think I mean we're here at work at the same time. I mean we could go to lunch pretty much any day. I don't know. It's just throwing that out there. Mind blown. <laughs> you eat right. You eat. Yeah. So you could go. Yeah, James. Likes I mean, hypothetically, they, he just never invites me when he goes. Okay. Well. All right. Next step. Forgive yourself. This is easier said yeah, than done. Yeah, that's the hard part. But it it's. It's hard, obviously, but, but I mean, it. once you've looked at, okay, this is how I'm going to improve, just move forward. You're not going to improve if you keep looking back. Well, but, and if you improve, you've validated the point, the point that you're not what you were. Yeah, exactly. So you can move on. But if you know you're never going to improve, then you won't forgive yourself because you know you're going to just do the same thing tomorrow. Exactly. Mm, the so trap. Important. Do you want a couple uh, of my guilty rules? Yes, I love guilty All rules. All right. If you're feeling guilty, ask yourself, would I want someone else to feel guilty about what I'm feeling guilty about? Hmm. Would I want my spouse, would I want my mom, would I want my coworker to feel guilty about this? That's great. And if you're like, no, they didn't. If they did that to me, I, they should just be fine. They should let then it go. Why? No, no. Exactly. Love that song. <laughs> so you need to ask yourself, would I want someone else to feel bad? That's about That's a great this? question. Um, make a no guilt a no guilt rule when you're doing things for yourself. Say, hmm. I'm going to do this for myself and I'm not going to feel guilty about I'm it. I'm going to eat this candy bar. And I'm not going to feel guilty about I'm it. I'm not going to feel guilty about it. Also have a no guilt rule about saying no once a day. 
You can't do everything. You get a free You no. get a free, I can't do that, I'm so sorry. And you yeah. don't have to feel guilty about it. It's great. But, but what if it creeps in? Then you go through the guilty steps that we talked about. That's good. Do I really um, need to rank it? That's good. Yeah. Okay. Decline the guilt trip. If you know someone what? else is trying to yeah. kind of make you feel bad yeah. about something, you know what? Just decide, I'm not going to go for the guilt trip. I can't take time off to go on a guilt Sorry. trip. I'm Sorry. just done. Sorry. I'm busy. No guilt trip today. I don't have passage on the guilt train. <laughs> That's good. And then just tell yourself every day, I deserve this. I deserve as long see if it's aligned to your values, you deserve yeah. the peace that will come from the values. Yeah, and you, you don't deserve, deserve. You also probably do deserve the guilt that comes from breaking your values. Yes. So I deserve to be happy. Mm-hmm. I deserve to take ten minutes for lunch and not feel guilty about it. I deserve to have some alone time with my family and don't have to do it. You know, just tell yourself these are things that I deserve. Don't you think James deserves to be with you? Oh, I would definitely say. James deserves to be with me. So would you take that um, to heart and go to lunch with me on Wednesday? Um, yeah, James. Oh. I thought you'd never ask. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you guys. Wow. I'm like, I'm so happy that we did this guilt thing so that, that is the life first, is good. Is there, isn't there a choir singing? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, good radio. <laughs> this is great radio. We I'm just sorry. broke I, a barrier. You can't see me. I'm smiling You're so smiling. big right You're now. You're out of control. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're giddy. You're laughing, and your hands are flapping. Why are your hands flapping? <laughs> She's got flappy hands. Well I'm done, so James. See, now, by the way, now no more guilt. Were you having guilt for not asking her again? Yeah, yeah. I and were you having guilt for rejecting guilty. him? Yeah, and now we've moved forward. We'd have improved, and now no more can, guilt. Can, let, can we just all recognize how this came to be? The Matt Townsend Show. Wow. Changing lives. Yeah, it's changed mine. Day at a time. One day at a time. By the way, uh, if you ever have children, name them Matt. Eh, No, never. (laughs) I'll consider it. Even if you don't have them together, I don't care. (laughs) Just if you ever have children, name them Matt. Matthew. It's a beautiful name. Meaning gift from God, by the way. No. Not really. It doesn't mean that, but, you know. Hey, good job. Well done. Thank you. Maddie, you did it again. Maddie Richard, she's going to be busy this Wednesday going on a date with Jaime. That's my Spanish PhD of passion. PhD of passion. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Brooke Walker is going to be joining us. We're going to continue talking about, you know, busy lives, quality time, the impact it has on our lives. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, we're talking about busy lives, busy uh, parenting schedules, just the overall busyness of life. And we've asked one of our great contributors, Brooke Walker, to join us. Brooke is the host and executive producer of the Lifestyle Show Studio 5 with Brooke Walker, uh, member of the award-winning KSL News Team, works with Operation Smile, Primary Children's Medical Center, and, by the way... Uh, worked the parade line uh, last week like a pro. Brooke Walker, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, it is parade 
season. So Holy I'm cow. Parade practice. I'm just telling you. It was about 200 degrees. Uh, 201, if we want to get specific. 201 to be specific. Yes. And, um, and I got yelled at, not yelled at, that's dramatic, but I did, I think, contribute half of the candy that I had to throw out to your section. No, I remember that. I got so excited yeah. to see you and your family. I screamed. I was like, bam, there it goes. I'm like, Walker! <laughs> and, um, and then everyone's like, that was weird. And then you saw me and you brought over a big handful of candy. And I don't want to, I don't want to point stuff out, but you handed it to people that weren't even connected to me. <laughs> and then they I ate all my candy. Wondering about that. Well, you said this is for the towns. You were like, you were six people deep. Did you not lay out your chairs and reserve your spot? No, as no. I, I, if you notice, I was standing because I didn't have a chair. See, here in Utah, people take their fr- parades frequently oh, yeah. seriously. No, seriously. So if your chair wasn't out, where were yeah. you? Well, I I had let other people put our chairs out. Oh, that's a But my chairs were about five rows deep. But that's okay. Those people, they needed the food. <laughs> They were probably so shocked when I dumped a gallon of candy in their laps. They had no idea they, why they had just won the sugar lottery. Yeah. And they're like, who's Townsend and why are you giving me his candy? I'm so sorry. That's well, all right. it was it was it was the effort that counts, right? Are are you no, we have a big um uh, a big parade coming up on the twenty fourth this Thursday. Are you in yes, that one? I do. Pioneer Day here in Utah. I am actually going to be sideline reporting that parade. I, you so. always do that because you're very talented. So this is so short of probably, I don't know, Macy's parade. This is this days of forty seven parade is one of the biggest in the world. It actually well okay I'll just no, the world. I'll sarcasm aside. It's one of the top five biggest parades in the country. I know. They say. I know it totally is. And you're going to be working the sidelines. I, I am. So for those Utahns and people in the Intermountain region who would prefer to tune in in their air conditioned living rooms from the comfort of their own. That's how I'll be watch, doing it. I will be taking you through the parade. But then there are the crazies that you know yeah. get out their chairs and. Camp it out. Watch out for them. I know. Hey, I know. All in celebration of the Utah Pioneers. That's right. Now, Brooke, now here's the deal. Um, and this isn't part of the interview, but how do you not sweat? Oh, oh, you do. No, because I saw no sweat when you oh, brought the candy I over. was. I was well, sweating, I, getting you to bring me candy, and you weren't <laughs> sweating at all. I prefer to think of it as glistening. Oh, is that what that was? As glowing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. once had a ballet teacher that said, let me see if I can get this right. She'd be so proud. It was um, horses. Sweat, men perspire, and women glow. Hmm. And so I, I do a lot of glowing during parades. That's interesting because you are you're going to also be there with horses and men. <laughs> so I'm sure you'll That's shine true. either way. Oh, that was my first good gut laugh of the day. Thank you for that. That's what we need—a good gut laugh. Now, Brooke, yes. here's the deal: the why I bring that up because Saturday we should have just been family day when Brooke could have gone out with Mark, and you two could have just gone to the park, walked to the dog. Do you have a dog? No dog. Get no a dog. dog. You could get a dog and walk it, <laughs> and you didn't even do that because you were at the you were glistening. Yes. At a parade. So, does yes. your life is your life is your work life getting in the way of your family life? Today's a very bad day to ask me that question. I was kind of laughing when I looked over the your producer Maddie her notes, like how to find balance, how to not be busy, and I'm like, today very bad day. Are you out of balance? Get on a soapbox and, and talk about it. But in general, I feel like I've set some pretty good boundaries over the years so that my work life doesn't bleed too much into my personal life. But it was definitely a process. 
How, how, okay, so let's get into that because there's a lot of people driving home right now they've, and they're probably going home later than they wanted to. Work kind of bled into their family life. How did you do that? How do you not let it bleed? Yours is a big deal because they kind of, I don't want to, you know, they own you. Well, pretty much. That's Your station owned you. See? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, it's servitude. You are indebted. You are an indebted <laughs> servant now. I am. I'm required to go glow at parades across the state. <laughs> I, I think those personal boundaries, and we kind of throw that out there a lot, but I think I learned early on that if I didn't have rules for myself, no one was going to set them for myself. And by rules, I mean boundaries. Yeah. So within like the first year, and you've learned this, you've really mastered this well. You've been a good example to me. But in the first year, I had to really set those personal limits, and I had to hold to them because it would be really easy. For example, one of my personal limits is I'm only going to speak twice a month Ah. to various groups or religious organizations twice a month. But then what happens is a friend of a friend who's a really good cousin who owes you a favor, you know. Yeah, whose brother you used to date. Exactly. They call and they, you know, and and you want to help them out and you want to say, oh, yes, I will come drive six miles up to a girls (laughs) camp in the mountains and for your particular war right. or your particular congregation. And then you realize at the end of the day, but I already have two gigs scheduled. So it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. holding yourself accountable to those boundaries that you set for yourself. Because you'll die otherwise. You'll die. Well, you always want to say yes. Great things will always happen. There will always be another opportunity or another chance or another event. And so if you continually find yourself cracking and, and breaking your own rules, then what's the point of having them in the first place? And you know what is it's it's weird too because your identity can get wrapped around thinking, "Wow, I'm so popular because I get to speak every night." Right. And then all right. of a sudden you go home and no one knows you. Right. Well, the, you've got to you've got to think you've got to keep the important things fresh. Yeah. And I, I used to say keep the important things fun. It's not always going to be fun. It's work, but keep the important things fresh. Meaning, if I'm speaking once a week, and you totally get this even more than I do, but um, it, it loses its luster. Like, I don't have the passion and the enjoyment, and as a result, the people I'm serving aren't getting the same experience. So yes. something to be said for, you know, keeping those those tasks and those responsibilities as fresh as you can. Do you want a fun way to keep something fresh? Tell me. Don't plan for it. And just show up. Just say, hey, I'm here. Mm-hmm. It's, all of a sudden, you'll just freak out. It makes you really nervous. <laughs> but then after, you're like, oh, wow, that was fresh. That was fresh. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to do. I like to not know what I'm going to say before I say it. Well, you can because you're you're Matt Townsend. You no. are a talented, no. it's collected, not... small. You you're a doctor for crying out. That's loud. a you know that is actually true. That's exactly right. <laughs> I am a doctor, um, yes. and I will be checking moles later <laughs> oh, this dear. afternoon. Oh dear, a mole check <laughs> to oh, avoid boy. any skin cancer. Hey, here's yeah. what we're going to do, Brooklyn. You you may have heard of this. We have to take a commercial break. I I am familiar with that term. Even though we don't do commercials here on this station (laughs) because we just love everybody. We're still going to take a break. We're going to be back more with Brooke Walker, executive producer, the the queen of Studio 5 with Brooke Walker. She's teaching us about how to manage life, the hustle and bustle, how to not lose yourself in the midst of it all. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. 
Today we are talking about busy lives, busy parenting, just busy everything. How sometimes your your uh, work life will creep into your family life. I don't know. Maybe you'll be asked to go, you know, walk the parade route and give candy to people, and others won't. <laughs> Others don't have to sweat through the July, 4th of July season. Our guest today, Brooke Walker, she does it. She's so popular because of her uh, lifestyle show here in Utah. It's actually in the in- entire Intermountain West. Studio 5 with Brooke Walker is the name of her show. She's the host, the executive producer. She's also a member of the award-winning KSL News Team and works with uh, some charities, Operation Smile, Primary Children's Medical Center, to help them uh, you know, raise money and funding and just... Well, you know, some good, I don't know, PR for these great organizations. Brooks, thank you again so much for being with us. Of course. Hey, guess what? What? Driving across the Golden Gate Bridge. True yes. story. I was I was in San Francisco. I saw that. I, I follow there. your wife on Instagram. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. how I stay up on yeah. your life. I was there. And uh, I'm on the Golden Gate Bridge on the way to Napa Valley, 10 o'clock yes. at night. Guess which radio station I'm listening to. KSL. KSL. Oh, my God. Salt Lake City's radio station, and I can hear it. It's a 50,000-watt station, which is mega yes. huge, big, and I can hear it on the Golden Gate Bridge. I Booyah! don't know what 50-watt business means, but that's pretty darn cool if it stretches clear to the that Golden means it's Gate one, Bridge. That's right. It's one watt more than 49,000. Well, I, I could have guessed that. Oh, 1,000 okay. watts more, I mean. That's hey, awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So I thought of you. I think about Thank you all you. the time, Brooke, in a healthy, oh. good, in a healthy good way. Right, of course. And Mark. I mean, I know Mark. I know your husband. We're good. Yes. We're pals. He always asks me whenever, because you typically, not today, but typically you're in my studio on yeah. Monday mornings, yeah. and he'll always say, what did Matt talk about today? <gasps> See, that's him trying to say, let's talk about our marriage. Let's fix this problem. <laughs> <laughs> let's fix this. Does does your busy life, does is it does it get in the way? And, and what do you do? What do you do to make sure you've, you've already talked about boundaries? So yeah. you're you're tight on your boundaries. Yes. What else do you do to make sure that you can juggle all of this? Well, I over and regarding my husband and our relationship, I feel like I've I've learned in my short you know a year and a half of being married to him, I I over communicate. So I I make sure well in advance yeah. to let him know we have a shared calendar. So even if I haven't shared specific details. He can hop in and just see he told you me at you, a glance. He told me you over-communicate. Did, did, he tell you, did he tell you that? It didn't sound positive. <laughs> yeah, it sounded kind of negative. Depending on the topic, it might not. Yeah. But regarding the schedule, I think it's helpful because yeah. he and I process at different speeds and our lives run at different speeds. And so I think just giving him the advance heads up like, hey, I'm going to be the crazy Tasmanian devil Monday through Friday, so we'll see you on Thursday, helps him at least gauge, you know, where our connection is going to be at throughout the week. Do you have, do you have, uh, do you have Mark and Brooke time? Yes, yes. So we, we pretty much power down our phones and shut everything off at about like 7, 7.30. Really? Yeah, and we that's just kind of our time to connect, or we watch a show, or we're, we usually eat dinner way too late. But yeah. anyway, that's our time to just kind of be together. So if I needed to call you guys, I, that wouldn't be a good time? No, after 7.30, not a good time. Do you want to just give us that number one more time really quick? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> well, your, your cell phone? Is that what no, 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 no. Oh, 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 oh. No, let's just give him Mark's number. Yeah. Um, what, else, what else do you guys, because you're young newlyweds, really. I mean, this is... You're in the prime. Right. You're in the prime of your life. Oh boy, it's right here. Grab it before it slips away. <laughs> Regarding the busyness, though, I there, there was something that I I had to have this aha. A couple, well, I had this aha rather 
a couple years ago. You know what women do in regards to busyness that makes me totally batty? What? And I can be critical of it because this I makes you be batty. One of these women. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I used to be one of these women, so that's why I think I'm coming down hard on it. But women in particular, I feel like they, they tie their pride, they wrap their pride around their to do list. Like the busier I am, yeah. the more important I am, the more accomplished I am, the more you know, appreciated I am. And so I oftentimes kind of shake my head. And again, I used to be one of these women who take pride in being busy, like it's some sort of a accomplishment or badge of success. When really, as I look around my life and the women that I, you know, try to model and admire after, uh, model after and admire, they, they respect and, and honor stillness and smoothness and slowness. And I just think our culture and our society have come to really overappreciate the idea of busyness like yeah. some badge of badge of accomplishment. I think you're right on. In fact, that's I wrap my personal identity not around my busyness but around my clean and jerk weightlifting ability. <laughs> oh, and how is that ability? Uh, it's let's just say it's pretty sad right now. <laughs> It's not very good. Oh, because that's it, huh? We we can say, oh, I'm so busy. I actually, I have never derived, like, identity for being busy, but I've used it as an excuse. Identity, that's the, that's the perfect word. People derive their identity from being busy. Yeah, and yet in reality, that's just silly because in the end of your busy life, you're going to die and no one will be there. Right, so that I have to do this and then I have to do this and no one's mm-hmm. so busy because then I have to do this. That really, at the end of the day, isn't something to be proud of. Yeah, you don't want your grandkids saying, do you remember how busy Grandpa was? And you remember how he always was busy and he never had time for us? Right. Yeah. But see, he had, you got, that's why you need boundaries. Boundaries. So not letting your pride get in the way of that, not getting caught up in you know, getting your identity from being uh, busy, yeah. having your boundaries lined out, what... What else do you do? Like you and Mark, when you were dating, was uh-huh. did you notice was your was it easier for you when you were just in the dating world with Mark to stay uh, boundaried, or was it is it harder now? Is it easier now? Is it different when you were dating from hmm. what it is now? I I think it's about the same. Is we it? were pretty authentic with each other from the beginning. Like he knew, you know, the craziness of my schedule, and I think I was also aware of how I needed to try to rein that in and accommodate a relationship. So I think it's about the same, but certainly there it ebbs and flows, yeah. right? Like there, and that's the other thing. It's just the give and take of busyness. Like there are weeks when it's just going to be, you know, feel impossible to connect and to have that time. But then there are other weeks where so you kind of have to go with the flow and be a little flexible. Yeah. I do you ever notice that's how I feel. Like last week I've had one of those weeks where you're like, are you kidding? In fact, today I asked my wife, I, you know, I haven't had a speech for a while, uh, like a, like a free kind of public, I don't know what we call right. it, a, a pro bono thing. And she's like, I go, when do, When am I going to have another one of those? And she's like, how about tonight? So tonight I have one. And then I thought, ah, <laughs> oh, geez, really? Tonight? Right when you asked for it. Right yeah. when you almost missed it. It's like, yeah. damn. I was starting to miss it. And now. Are you speaking on tonight? It's a singles group. So oh. I'm speaking, I'm going to have to ask James. Because James here, I don't know if you know this, he's the PhD of passion. The PhD of passion. There it is. I don't even know what that was, but I fully support it. It was a rattlesnake. Oh, I think he's a business card with that title on there. Yeah, no, that's it. And um, and he, he always, he, but he calls it pasión. What? He calls it pasión. Oh, 
Okay. He's Passion. the PhD of Passion. So I'm going to have to ask him, but tonight I'm speaking on singles, and you may not have heard this earlier, but he just asked Maddie out on a date. No. No, he did. He did. He did. Was it for real? No, it was for real. And Maddie was so giddy that her hands were flapping in the air. <laughs> she had happy happy hands. Is that right, That's Maddie? Darling. Is James right. darling? James is not just darling. James is oh. gorgeous. Brooke, I will tell you all about it, and we will giggle about it together tomorrow. Maddie, I can't wait. You know you're never supposed to date a coworker, right? I know, but I you mean, know what? with honestly, Matt here and the PhD of Passion, Brooke, how can I turn that down? And honestly, honestly, they hardly work. <laughs> so it's almost like they're not even coworkers. They're just now, co- here's the they're rule co's. on the date. You can't talk about work. <gasps> you can't talk about work, you guys. Why would we talk, talk about, about you, Matt? Well, why wouldn't you talk about me? <laughs> that is so rude. Listen, that is a that is a romance killer. That Do is not bring the name Matt Townsend into the conversation. <laughs> what the heck? Hold on, maybe maybe restate that, Brooke. Maybe just restate that because I'm not sure that you got it. I'm not sure you got. I don't, you, I don't know that you said that the way you wanted to say that. Didn't I? I swear it came out how I was hoping. I don't know because they, they we were laughing. A, that's a good promo opportunity for us. We're going to capture that and make it into a commercial for Matt's show. You just made a promo <laughs> reel. That's like a. You as long, just as uh, long as I get ten cents for every time the promo airs, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll give you Maddie's money. Good. I don't. Okay. Hey, Brooke. By the way, you guys. You really, Brooke should know because Brooke just. Brooke figured this out, and she's she just got married. She's newlywed. Listen to Brooke, and you guys too can be married. Got it. Well, now now you're just pushing past the point of awkward, Matt. Let them go on a first date, and then we can start naming their children. <laughs> well, I've already told them to name them after me. Of course you did. Oh, um, do you keep everybody on the phones today? They just keep pushing their buttons. What's that about, Brooke? Whose button? Did you just push a phone button? Uh, did I? You don't have Mark there, do you? Pushing buttons. No, no, it's just me. I'm so sorry. Ah, Brooklyn, you're the best. Do this as we wrap up this uh, incredible, uh, I I call it riveting, this riveting session. (laughs) Tell me, um, what is the key? So you, again, you've been balancing, and you're the queen of really busy, and you underplay how busy you are. But I've I've seen your Facebook page where you have just stalkers. Um, How, what's the key to balance... And uh, making sure, you know, your home life, your partner, you're still connected, you're still good. At the end of the day, I have to tell you, this sounds so Walt Disney cheesy, but I do have a little framed, what do they call it, a printable, perhaps, uh, in my bedroom. And it says, find joy in the busy. Mm. And I think at the end of the day, no matter how long your to-do list is or how full your schedule is, as long as you're finding joy in the journey, so in this case, finding joy in the busy, It'll be okay. And that doesn't mean that your day is smooth all of the time or that your life is perfectly balanced. But if you're finding joy in the crazy and and joy in the even overloaded and joy in the busy, then it'll all work out. Yep. I couldn't agree more. That's the way to end it. By the way, you ought to put that on a meme. Uh, In a meme? Yeah, meme it. Find joy in the busy. Find joy in the busy. I'll do it. You're the best. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. I want to hear how the date went, Maddie. So full details. I will give those to you. Don't we'll even, even worry. We'll, okay. we'll post. We'll post pictures at BYU Radio. <laughs> oh, good. We'll tweet out the we'll pictures. Make a segment out of it. We're going to make a whole segment out of it. In fact, we're going to ask him to record the whole thing. <laughs> yes, please. A recorder under the table. That's what we need. Play play audio. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure, but that's you know pressure is how you make a diamond. Um, Appreciate you, Brooke. And again, everybody, go check her out on Facebook. Just look up Brooke Walker. Brooke with an E. Walker. 
and uh, follow her on Facebook. She is the bomb. We're taking a break. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Matt Townsend Show. That is the hoedown music, which means we're wrapping up the show. And uh, what better way to do that than our next topic? Hey, we all have them. There's one of mine right there. There it is. Uh, Those little things, you know, that bring pleasure to our lives, but that we don't want to admit that we have these little things. We don't want anyone to know that we like these crazy little things. We call them guilty pleasures. Everybody. Has a guilty pleasure. <sighs> Mine? Hmm. Watching James stress. What? That's your guilty pleasure? About me getting him to ask you on a date. That's horrible. That's just fun to watch you squirm. Well. And I'm guilty. I shouldn't do it. But, you know, it's worth it. Well, it's not going to happen much longer because I actually did it. So no more squirming. Well. Wait till we video it. I didn't tell you this. We are going to video have a, your date. a camera crew follow mm-hmm. us around. Mm-hmm. It'll just be like The Bachelor, one of my guilty pleasures. <gasps> is The Bachelor one of your guilty pleasures? It is, unfortunately. Really? Can't stop. <laughs> You're addicted. It's so good. Hold on. What is good about it? They're just so crazy. Messed up. Let's call it the truth. Well, yeah. I don't know. But then there's just this hopeless romantic inside me that wants to believe you can find love on national television. Why? <laughs> yep. That was a skeptical <laughs> cough by our executive well, no, okay. so, like, uh So you derive pleasure from that. How? Because they're so sweet and it's just so romantic and they're, wonderful. They're not. They're messed Have up. Have you ever watched it? Yeah. Judge not lest you be judged, Matthew. What? I've watched it, and I think it's ridiculous. Well, I think it's wonderful. That's my guilty pleasure. Really? So if, I'm saying if you have camera crews following us around, I'll just feel like I'm on The Bachelorette or The Bachelor, so it's fine. So that's a good thing for you. James, would you be okay with us having camera crews filming your every – Well, I have a PhD in passion, so I'd be in my wheelhouse. So it's not that, it's not that intense <laughs> for me. So if you want to show? film me while I'm in that, my element, no problem. Wow. <laughs> we have to call it something unique for uh, Maddie and James. How about um, it's not The Bachelor and it's not The Bachelorette. How about Desperados? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with Desperados. All right, no, done. It, no. Desperados. <laughs> I've even got the music for it if you need it. <laughs> oh, that sounded rude. Let's talk about Aaron's guilty pleasures. By the way, that was, just, that was okay. another one of my guilty pleasures. Taking a little shot right over the bow, almost hitting your wheelhouse. Oh, oh no. Uh, Aaron, are we shifting gears? Okay. What's your guilty pleasure? And be sh- careful because we are, we, you know, this is radio. This is, this is family oriented. Family PG, maybe G. <laughs> okay. I was talking to Sean outside, actually, and we both, even James, we have a little bit of a gamer inside of us playing the game on the side, maybe. or Really? Sci- are we talking I about like gambling? sci-fi. Yeah, like video games. Video oh. games. Deer Hunter 2014? Mm, that one's okay, you know, but... Okay. Yeah, I mean, you only can do so much, right? Shot across then, the bow against your wheelhouse, too, <laughs> then, Matt. But 20, yeah. isn't 2015 coming out soon? Then you'll be, I don't you'll know. be set. I haven't written it yet. Okay. I think they're going to ask me to write it. <laughs> Let's just clarify. Everyone here likes video games, except for me. 
You don't. Well, you like The Bachelor. It's a whole different league. <laughs> Talk about video games. They ought to have a Bachelor video game. They do. Hmm. I've never played it. Sounds they re- real they do? exciting. Wow. Yeah, what they do you do, do in that game? I think it's for the Wii. I'm not sure. I think you just slowly you just knock people around. off. <laughs> you go around and pick <laughs> No, but you guys, I, I remember, I know there's nights when I go to leave the studio and James and Aaron are like, we're going to go home and play video games together. <laughs> that that was back when we they were roommates. That? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, but... Now even... Aaron's like, I'm going to go home and play video games with my wife. <laughs> and James is like, okay, be right there. So, yeah, third wheel. Yeah, it's the best wheel. <laughs> um, any other? I mean, you, I thought when we were going to do this that the guilty pleasures would be like more with food. Oh, I have so many. Food I actually have like a, a, a hybrid guilty pleasure with that because what? it's a reality re, reality TV show, but it's a food reality TV what? show. I love pretty much any of them, but. Gordon Ramsay, I love watching any of his shows. Oh, he's, like Kitchen he's Nightmares. scary. Yeah, yeah, he's mean. Yeah, he's crazy. Now, what do you like about that? That seems like The Bachelor show to me. No, Kitchen Nightmares is like The Bachelor with food. No, <laughs> no. It's, I love the concept. First off, that like that it's, it's still reality t- television and it's probably scripted in a lot of ways. But I just love the concept of it's almost charitable. You know, he, he's this world-class chef. He goes around to these failing restaurants, yeah. shows them what's going wrong, and he fixes it you know, within a certain time period, and boom, they're completely transformed and you know, along That's their beautiful. way towards success. It's great. I love it. So good. See I have a food guilty pleasure. Synergy. I have lots of food that guilty was, Did you hear her say that's beautiful? Yeah, I did. Stop. That's my actually number one guilty pleasure. Maddie. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I'm but, blushing so much right now. Yeah. You should be guilty. Got really <laughs> weird in here. That's, why does it. Don't be jealous, Aaron. No. I, I was just looking up. The, there actually is a Bachelor video game on the Wii. <laughs> I told no, you. No, don't that promote is what that. I you, said. Sorry. That was, don't, it just makes me laugh, though. Just pretend like that doesn't exist. Well, Kate, yeah. no. Ice cream, guilty pleasure. Really? What kind? Anything chocolate. Okay. You want heaven? I had heaven. Okay, tell me. In Napa Valley. I went to a wine tasting. You don't drink wine. I know. So it was more just a tasting. Of what? Of cheese. Oh. I had a lot okay. of cheese. <laughs> I had a lot of cheese. Let's clarify really quickly. Drink wine. To all the BYU execs, yeah. Matt does not drink. We don't drink. None of us were drinking wine. And yet a whole table of us, we're LDS. And, and as LDS people, we don't drink, we don't consume alcohol. So we went to a winery. And I'm sitting a in a winery place. and in a barrel room. And we had dinner. It was an incredible meal. Yeah. Incredible, and I had they kept bringing wine, and we didn't drink wine, and so we asked for we asked for lemonade. Oh, at, at a fine winery. Yeah, yeah, in the middle of a barrel room. Bring me your winery. finest lemonade. They don't even have they don't have any other drink except wine at a winery. <laughs> like, how about some water? No, we use that for the wine. That's how we water <laughs> down the wine. So anyway, um, why was I telling you that? Oh, so while we were there. My wife and I, um, because we didn't get, I guess, the pleasure that they all got out of going to a winery, we went to the store and we got ice cream. Are you ready? The yeah. best ice cream on the face of the earth. Tell me. Haagen-Dazs. Ooh. Dulce de leche. Ooh, I do like Ooh. Haagen-Dazs, but I'm such a chocolate person. <sighs> I don't know if I can – I mean, I feel sometimes sad when I eat stuff that's not chocolate. I'm, okay. This could be chocolate. So you know what that is. A guilty pleasure. That's an addiction. Well, yeah, that's not also. a guilty yeah. If you feel sad. But no, ba- my opinion, best ice cream ever is Tillamook Mudslide. Mm. Best ice cream ever, BYU Creamery, Marionberry. 
Marion Barry was a mayor in Washington. No, it's an ice cream flavor. You do not want to eat Marion. Do you have a guilty pleasure ice cream, He was arrested, by the way, for his guilty pleasure. Graham Canyon. Sean and Aaron are all about Graham Canyon. That no. one's good. That oh, one is it's good. It's exclusive too. The I'm BYU more of a fruity. Uh, but you're not going to find fruity wherever you go. Crap. <laughs> I just, you get fruity at anywhere. Um, let's go, let's, no, 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 let's no, go no, back no. Let's to Marion Barry. <laughs> you have a, your guilty pleasure is, a, is an ice cream, na- a berry ice cream named after a mayor of D.C. who was arrested for his guilty pleasures. I'm, I'm pretty sure. No, no. No, it was. It is. <laughs> Did you not know that? No, it was. It, was it is. No, it is. That's Marion Barry. Go Google. Hey, go Wikipedia, Marion Barry. You'll never eat oh that thing again. Oh, my gosh, because there's nobody named Marion G. Romney. That, that person does not exist. Marion G. Romney does exist. Marion G. Barry doesn't. <laughs> Messed up. Sean, what's your guilty pleasure? Um, I know what it is. Besides video games? Tootsie Rolls. Mm, That's just yeah. your pleasure. No guilt. Guiltless. Uh, I don't know. Movies. Do you ever watch too many movies because you're a movie critic? Uh, my guilty pleasure is doing I, – I do things and I stay up too late okay. doing whatever I'm yeah. en- enjoying at the time. You're just having fun at night. Yeah. And I just – and so I come to work bleary-eyed. I've noticed that. <laughs> I've noticed that. You sleep through certain segments. I've noticed that. That's yeah. all right. We all do it. I just hope I don't snore too loud in the studio. Well, you do. And then we send Maddie over. Okay. See, guilty pleasures, we've all got them. And so as we wrap up the show, not bad. Everyone's got them. But you don't need to feel guilty. And remember, Maddie taught us some of the keys to not feeling guilty. As we wrap up the show, let's talk about one quote by Albert Einstein. A guy, by the way, he knew a lot. (laughs) Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving on. You need some momentum. So do one thing. Change something you know you need to work on. And you'll start to create more balance in your life. Tomorrow on the show, we'll have a look at uh, with a child development expert, Dr. Benjamin Gibbs, will be joining us. He'll be talking about research he's done into whether or not what happens to us as a child actually does affect us later in life. We're going to dive into it. Thanks for joining us again. Thanks for helping us find the good in the world. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to BYU Radio. 